Hey, this is Evan Marcatz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Today, I want to tell you that you're probably a hypocrite. Uh, if you're like most people, you're very good at complaining that men don't make you feel safe and secure in a relationship. But on the other hand, you're not always good at making men feel safe and secure in the relationship. So the topic of today's podcast is how you and your boyfriend can feel more secure in a relationship. And before I get into the nitty gritty on actually how to do that, I want to talk about why some people are insecure. Um, and as always, I don't pretend to be a psychologist. Uh, I do a lot of reading on this kind of stuff. And, and for years, I had clients recommending a book to me. The book was called Attached by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. And uh, it talks about childhood attachment theory overlaid onto adult relationships. And this is really interesting stuff. Totally worth checking out the book. Uh, and I just want to give you a, you know, third, uh, a thumbnail sketch of what what this means and how this plays out in your relationships right now. So let's just say there's three kinds of people. There are secure people, there are anxious people, and there are avoidant people. About 50% of the population is secure. And what does secure mean? It means that you can have a normal, intimate relationship. Uh, intimacy doesn't scare you. Um, closeness doesn't scare you. Uh, you argue rationally. You're, you're looking for something substantial. Uh, you don't tend to self-sabotage those relationships. And 50% of people are secure. Um, about a quarter of the people are avoidant and about a quarter of the people are anxious. Um, and maybe this will ring a bell to you. Uh, anxious people are folks who are, again, by, by definition, right, they're, they're fearful. They wonder when the other shoe is going to drop. They... Uh, try to get a reaction from their partners. They never feel that the relationship is going well. They always want to talk about where things are headed. They check up on their partner to see uh, if he or she is talking to other people. Um, it's, it, it's constantly a grind if you're an anxious person in a relationship because you're oper operating from a place of fear and scarcity that something is going to go wrong or taking little things and blowing them up as if they're big things. Um, and there's a reason for that. I'll get there. Uh, the other kind of folks are avoidant. Avoidant people are people who say they want an intimate relationship, but don't seem to act like it. They tend to run hot and cold, right? I love you, um, but I don't want to marry you. Um, I, I'm all hot and heavy. I could see myself falling for you and then I'm not gonna call you for a week. Uh, you're my favorite person on the entire planet and I'm going to verbally abuse you. Um, that's avoidant. It's really mixed messaging, hot and cold, to the point where any reasonable person who's with an avoidant partner is going to feel anxious. Right? People's, people's uh, attachment styles, which is what we're talking about, attachment styles, are fluid. They could change based on who you're with. And so what you see is that over time, secure people tend to pair off and have happy marriages. Um, and what that leaves in the dating marketplace are often a lot of anxious people and a lot of uh, avoidant people. And they're kind of like magnets for each other. So 
most of my clients, not most, more of my clients are anxious. They're perpetually disappointed in their partner's behavior. They assume that if he, if he were a good boyfriend, he'd do everything you wanted him to do. And they pair up with guys who are terrible boyfriends. The, the worst person to be in a relationship with is an avoidant person. Right? Because you can never feel secure. You can never relax. You can never know where you stand. Right? Because that, that's the nature of the avoidant person. And we don't need to go back to their childhood history to find out why they're that way. That's in the book. We're not going to do that here in this podcast. But if we just understand that the worst people in the world to date are avoiding people. Right? If you date an avoiding person, it's hard not to be anxious. It's hard to feel secure. First of all, we learn something really important. Right? Don't date avoidant guys. Don't date guys who are constantly keeping you guessing, who are poor commuter, communicators, who tell you they love you and that then act like jerks. Um, avoiding avoiding people is a, is a big key to having a successful relationship. But the interesting thing to consider is whether you're an anxious person Right? in other circumstances, not just with a bad guy who would make everybody feel anxious. But are you the kind of person who is with a secure guy, and again, I say this as a, as a secure guy, um, and is perpetually disappointed in his behavior? Right? Um, he went out with his friends on a Friday night, and if he really loved me, he'd ask me to join him too when he was going out with like five of his guy friends. Right? That's anxious behavior. That's That's correlating um, uh, his decision to hang out with his friends as some sort of uh, indicator, right, litmus test of how much he loves you when it has nothing to do with that. So everything becomes a litmus test and everything becomes a discussion and everything can blow up potentially into a fight, right? Under the theory that if he was the perfect guy, he would do everything you wanted to in every circumstance. He would be the, the perfect boyfriend mind reader, right, and have no independent mind of his own. Now, that's not what you want to think, but that's how it comes across to the secure guy. Right? And secure guys um, are often failing in relationships with anxious women and, and vice versa. I mean, that, that's, it's an important thing to say this is not necessarily gender specific. If you've ever dated a guy who was insecure, uh, you know what it's like when you could be a perfect girlfriend and he is always feeling needy around you. Why are you going out with your girlfriends? Do you have to go away for the weekend without me? Where were you last night? Right. And that in and of itself could be a constant grind. And so the hard part about this is that when anxious people hear this, uh, it tends to feel like a dagger, it tends to, to be taken really personally. When, it, when it's not personally, I think we're really looking for a measure of objectivity over this whole thing. Um, to be successful in relationships, we all have to get a grip on our own insecurities and set our partners up for success rather than failure. The reason that, that uh, anxious people fail in relationships is not just because they're dating avoidant guys, all they, they do like magnets, right? It's, it's very attractive, the, you know, the, the seduction of some guy who you can never have. He's so elusive, he's so mysterious. and You associate love with that insecure attachment style right? These high highs and these low lows rather than the smooth ride. The problem is anxious people carry that anxiety. They assume that the secure guy is just like the anxious guy and that he's going to disappoint them and he's going to lie to them and he's going to keep them off balance. So when you treat your secure boyfriend like he's one of the bad guys, it burns out the secure boyfriend and he's going to say, this is too exhausting. What are we even fighting about here? 
transplant. And that's really the hard part to, to own. So what I want you to consider, uh, especially, you know, we're going we're gonna to dive into this when we come back from the break. We're going to talk about two things. All right, number one, um, if you're anxious, how to get a grip on your own insecurities right? and uh, be a better girlfriend that's more likely to have a man want to commit to her. Um, and also we're going to talk about how to be a secure partner. Um, if you're already a secure partner, how to be a better girlfriend to your anxious boyfriend. Right? Because anxious people are not bad people, not in the least. They're, they're good people who've had people flee from them. Right? Uh, uh, abandoning fathers, abandoning mothers, uh, low self-esteem. So they've observed a pattern and they think that pattern is you know, uh, meant to bear itself out over and over and over again. Uh, in fact, that pattern can stop as soon as you choose to make it stop. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about that. This is the Love You Podcast with Evan Mark Katz. Thanks so much. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast with Evan Mark Katz. Uh, we're going to learn everything you need to know about dating relationships, men, and sex in no particular order. Um, today we're talking about how you and your boyfriend can feel more secure in your relationship. And in the first half of the podcast, we talked about the book Attached and how anxious people may come by their anxieties honestly, but it can be exhausting to be in a relationship with an anxious person. And I also suggested that most of us are sort of hypocrites around this issue. Um, you, uh, and not wrongfully, want a partner to go the extra mile and make you feel safe and make you feel heard and make you feel understood and be a great listener and let you know that he's never going anywhere and that you could be yourself and be insecure around him. You want the guy who gives you all that validation, but you don't want to be the woman who gives your insecure boyfriend that same sort of validation. And, and I'm guessing that if you're like most people, you think um, anxious men are somewhat weak and needy. Um, and it's not attractive. And, and that's the hard part. It's not attractive. It's just human. Let's think about that for a second. All right. What is attractive? Bl boundless confidence. A guy who never second guesses whether you like him. He doesn't worry about what you think. He, he is, he is a, a man uh, who's just following his own passion. He's following his own heart. All right. Problem is, when he's too into his own opinion and doesn't care about your opinion, uh, he could become a bit of a narcissistic tyrant. Right? When you go to the other end of the spectrum and you have a guy who's like, is everything okay? How are you doing? Do you like me? How's this relationship going? Right? And that's tiring. It's not attractive. So uh, let's talk about what it means to be weak and needy. Um, because there's a, there's a sweet spot, and the sweet spot is vulnerable. Right? Vulnerable is where you can be yourself around someone um, but it's not such a drain. It's not like every conversation is your weakness, your insecurity coming to the surface. So there's always a spectrum. People tend to hear these things that push buttons and they'll tend to go black and white. I'm not saying that anxious people are bad. I'm not saying that they should never be in a relationship. I'm saying that anxious people need to be able to curb their own anxiety to be healthy relationship partners. Right? None of us wants to have to continually prop up the ego Right? and constantly apologize for offending someone who has delicate sensibilities. It's really, it's a tiring way to be in a relationship. But I'm not speaking from some sort of pedestal. I've been through this. I, I remember back in uh, the late 90s, I was working at, uh, at J-Date, and I was dating someone, and uh, she's, she was awesome. Uh, she's still awesome. Uh, still, still a friend. Um, 
smart, strong, successful woman, um, very confident, very independent, uh, a little bit masculine, um, but I was I was smitten by her. She was she was a really really cool girl, and um, we started dating for about a month, and I couldn't seem to get any traction. I just you know, we, we, we'd go out, we hooked up a couple times, but at the end of the day, it was like a month in and things weren't escalating, right? Just, just kind of keeping me at a distance, didn't want to be boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, uh, we worked together, she was kind of keeping things under wraps. And um, uh, I sort of realized that I was completely, at a certain point, insecure. And again, I had the right to be, she was being, she was being avoidant. Now, avoidant doesn't necessarily mean that they are incapable of having a relationship. Basically, she didn't want to have a relationship with me. <laughs> but either way, why would I want to stay with someone, continue to invest in someone who didn't make me feel special, didn't want to cement our relationship, go public with it? Why would I want to be in a relationship with somebody like that? And that's essentially, while, while, while I was in a relationship and I was the, the uh, anxious guy uh, compared to the, the woman that I was seeing, um, ultimately, I'm a secure person, so I didn't let that go on too long. Problem with anxious people is that they think that that's the way relationships are supposed to be. They'll stay for years. They'll get married, right, in a relationship where they don't feel safe. I exited it in a month, which again, it's not to pat myself on the back. It was more, I didn't like the feeling of never knowing where I stood. So I extricated myself from the situation. Right? So if you're a secure person with an avoidant partner, which is what I was, it's going to make you feel anxious and you're most likely to want to get out. Um, the tricky part about this whole thing, and I have to acknowledge it, is that it's so easy to blame your anxiety on a partner. Um, but just because you don't feel secure isn't necessarily, it may be his fault. Right? There's lots of bad guys out there. There's lots of bad communicators out there. There's lots of men with temper issues and Right? There's lots of reasons that you can be with a guy and feel rightfully insecure because he made you feel that way. But there's a huge difference between an avoidant guy, right, a guy who's really not a good boyfriend, and a good guy who doesn't kiss your ass and doesn't read your mind. <laughs> and that's, that's usually where it gets very blurry. And we're trying, to, as always, all we do on the Love You podcast is try to find a measure of objectivity, right? If a if uh, an impartial moderator was looking at this situation, how would he? How would he or she deem it? And people, and this is everybody, um, feelings are tend to be stronger than facts, and it's it's so difficult when you f when you feel emotional about something and you're looking for someone to blame or someone to lash out with out with out to, and it's it's, it's most likely going to be the person right in front of you. And we do this with our coworkers, and we do this with our family members, and we, we do this with our, especially with our romantic partners. Um, I remember in my book, Why He Disappeared, my wife told a story about how I was talking about some ex-girlfriend of mine. Um, and, and again, this ex-girlfriend happened to be the worst, I hate to say that, it sounds so negative, but the, the, the most challenging relationship I ever had. Um, and it, it was, you know, almost a comical correlation. She was the most beautiful one I'd ever dated. Um, and she was also uh, said some of the meaner things to me that, that I'd ever experienced in my entire life, kind of scarred me for a little bit. And she had a moment, and she admitted this in, in my Why He Disappeared book, where 
she heard me talk about how beautiful this ex-girlfriend was. And again, this is, you know, this is a sensitive topic and it made her bristle. Right. Um, and, but she didn't get upset because I wasn't harping on, oh my God, she was so beautiful. I want to have her back or I miss her. I mean, the story of that ex-girlfriend is, yes, she was beautiful, but, but she was also a, a personal nightmare, right? So there wasn't, she might've felt a, a little sting, but it's not like I was being a rude boyfriend or I was putting her down or, or anything like that. Now, someone else will hear the exact same thing. This woman I dated 15 years ago was the most beautiful person I ever said, and she'll have a meltdown, right? And turn that into a thing, right? store it in her back pocket, she'll either say something in that moment or, or start a fight about it or just build up some simmering resentment that you don't find me attractive and you're always talking about how all, all these beautiful women you bedded. Right? You can see how something tiny like that could become really corrosive when it's just a, it's just a, a, a statement. It's just a statement. It's the same way that if my wife dated a millionaire, she dated a really, you know, the richest guy she ever dated. <laughs> or you know, she, the guy before me was 25 years old and six foot seven. I can't compete with 25 years old and six foot seven, right? So he's going to be more. And so it's important to own your own insecurities and try to minimize them and just realize the person who's with you chose you above all and that you can't make your insecurities his problem. So to bring this all together, as a woman, you have to realize when your insecurity is the result of your own fears, right? Your own fears of not looking good, being too old, having had other men leave you in the past, putting up with verbally abusive men, rude men, commitment, commitment phobic men, right? If your whole past is littered with these type of people, you can make the assumption that every guy is going to be that way and it's not true. That's, it's just the men that you've chosen, right? Your insecurities, therefore, are the result of your fears as opposed to his behaviors, right? His behaviors, again, a good boyfriend, a secure guy, are largely benign and or clueless. And the important part is to be able to turn it around and realize how you can make an insecure guy feel better. So I want to close with this story, which I really love. I have a client on the East Coast. We're going to call her Allison. She's 41, um, really wanted to have a family, started dating a guy who was semi-removed from a divorce. He had his heart ripped out by his wife. He was still sad. He, he knew the relationship was toxic, but he was still pining for her and what he had. And so they start dating. He pulls away, right? She asks me how to handle it. I say, let him pull away. Don't, don't chase him down. Sure enough, the guy comes back. And when he comes back, he, something clicks in his head and he's all in. And again, this is taking place during my six month course. This is like two, three months in. And so suddenly my client's got a boyfriend who's really, really into her. He's talking about a future and he's in his mid, mid to late forties. And he quickly becomes the needy one. Once he realized he was all in on her, he turned into this sort of hapless puppy dog who, who would try to curry favor with her and try to tell stories at parties that made him sound better but were really sort of white lies. And, and she said, I don't know what to do with this guy. I really like him. He's a nice guy. He treats me so well. I just, where's his confidence? He's, he's, he's killing my attraction to him. I said, here's the thing. And, I, and I, this goes, this is, again, not gender specific. I said, Treat him like he's your husband. Click something in your head. Treat him like he's your husband. Praise him. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how much you appreciate him. Tell him how cute he looks today. Tell him how great he was in bed. Let him know you're not going anywhere. 
just let him know that he's doing a good job and he's safe, right? Become a great girlfriend. Don't act, don't pull away, lean in, right? And I swear to God, she leaned in, he relaxed, he felt so much better, he became a more confident man, he became a better man, and he proposed to her in six months because she's 41 and wanted to have a kid, right? She turned her boyfriend into a more confident, likable guy, all because I became a better girlfriend to him during those couple weeks. And now I have a paradigm that I can continue over and over. And this client is probably, probably the only client in Love You who came into the program without a boyfriend and left with an engagement ring. <laughs> That's how excited this guy was. And everything was heightened by the fact that she was 41 and wanted to have kids. But really great story about how you can transform someone's personality. Now, it's easy for me to talk about how you could transform a guy's personality by being more complimentary, make an insecure guy feel more secure. You want me to tell guys how to do this for you. Unfortunately, I don't have that power necessarily. But I want you to realize that if you are secure, you're going to bring out the best in your partner. Right? The more secure, the more confident, the more complimentary, the, the better relationship partner you are, for the most part, the better relationship partner he'll have. And if you find that you're an amazing partner, right? If Allison was this way with her guy and he still acted really insecure and weak and needy and always wanting to talk about us and creating drama out of nothing, she'd be well, she'd be perfectly entitled to let him go. Right? So I hope you realize that um, all these things are, are, are complicated and that uh, you can't always count on someone to make you feel secure, right? It's not always someone else's job. Uh, at a certain point, you have to own your own insecurities and try to shore them up yourself. But uh, a good partner does the best that he can right, to make you feel secure. And it's worth appreciating when you have a good one. So uh, I really love this. Uh, I love this podcast and I, I appreciate you being with me today. Um, my name is Evan Marcatz. This is Love You Podcast. Next week, we're going to be talking about what it means to hate. Right? Four different kinds of hate. Uh, I find hate really interesting topic, especially on the internet. So we're going to talk about hate. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter and go to www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address and I will send you free dating and relationship advice until you drop. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.